Good day, this is Terry Mardi. You're listening to Asian Music Digital, and today is the 5th of December. It's not the 5th of December, it's the 5th of January, 2018. Now you know it's live. So, I got a message, a number of messages recently, from people asking to repost the post that we put up a few days ago about live music. If you're a live musician and you need some tips as to what you might want to look out for to avoid killing your career before it even starts, listen to the next episode. Don't forget daily podcast news right here on Asian Music Digital. Although yesterday I was unable to post something, so my apologies for that. I had a bit of a personal emergency. Nonetheless, moving forward, check this post out, and I'll be back just after this with a brand new story or stories from the latest world of music business. Cryptocurrency and ethics. Good day and welcome to Asian Music Digital. I'm your host Terry Mardi, and today is the second of January 2018. Although I think it's just gone past midnight, so it might be the third. I want to talk to you just about an idea that I was talking to a friend about today. When it comes to live performances, there are a lot of artists around the world that do tour live. Whether you're playing to 50 people or arenas of thousands of people, there's a lot you can do to make your stage presence felt. Consider that that we live in a visual world, and there's a good chance, unless you've confiscated all the mobile phones from your fans that have entered the venue, that there is a good chance that your Performance will probably end up on the internet in some way, shape, or form through a social media app, or maybe through uh, a recording that you will end up putting up on YouTube or something. The angles are going to be as wide as the audience are spread, so consider who you perform to. The audience, of course, is pole position. They have paid to see you live, and therefore you should address them. The decisions you make for your performance can be the make or break. In terms of you getting more bookings, there are performances out there that can be the pinnacle of your career and therefore spark more bookings from other promoters who see you light up the stage. Other artists I've noticed have started to use more than just the stage by having impromptu entrances from the stairwell, stage left, stage stage right, and even go out and perform within the audience itself. If you're going to do that, consider wireless mics and check with your technical team that that's possible. But be sure to let your band members know that that's a possibility. There's a lot of people who are using production now and taking it into their own hands, meaning stage props, set design, and graphic visuals projected onto LCD or backlit backlit screen or、uh, overhead projectors. There are some simple ways, regardless of your budget, that you can customize your live performance to enhance its impact on an audience. And consider the number of angles that would be appearing from social media too. So make sure that whatever you do choose to do, you test it out in a rehearsal, so that it does come out on a camera and can be seen. The last thing you want are 500 videos of you performing with some faded visuals that are hard to make out. So get your lighting director to work with you to make sure that you can see everything that needs to be seen. The choice of color in terms of what you're wearing and making sure that the gels that are used on the lights aren't clashing. 
I've seen some really bad lighting on stages recently and really I wish that they would just stick to something more simple so don't overcomplicate things. Choosing whether to have props on stage like a stand or a stool to sit on if you're a band the formation of where everybody's going to be and how photogenic that entire setup is really do consider the stage size itself whether it's small or large but ensuring that you really are making the best space of the stage it's not always about the front man so if you're in a band do consider this whether you're the keyboardist or the percussionist or maybe you're just a backing vocalist who wants to stand somewhere that's going to complement the layout choreography can really help and also you've got to consider the things that are fundamental to all performances and that's chemistry between the musicians on stage there could be so many other things you could do on stage but these were just some of the basics that came to mind so I want to share with you I look forward to coming to some more of your gigs and if I don't then I hope that one of those mobile phones I mentioned earlier will capture your performance and I'll be able to be captivated with it good luck stay tuned to Asian Music Digital if you found this useful do favorite this and be sure to check in tomorrow where I'll be giving you more tips from the music business perspective. And don't forget, more stats coming up soon. We're just putting together all the royalty reports for Asian Music Publishing. And if you want to listen to other podcasts, check out TMP On The Go. It's right here on Anchor FM. Call in using the call in feature on the Anchor FM app and you can download it for free if you're listening to this on iTunes from the Apple App Store or the Google Play if you're on Android. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I'd appreciate it if you could rate us quite highly because it helps other people find us and we get discovered. Thanks so much. Enjoy. Hip-hop in India is growing. It's no secret. And we did a report a few days ago, if not weeks now, about the growth of Hip-hop India. For more information, you can go to Hip-hop India on Instagram and on Facebook. Recently... We've had a lot of hip-hop films come out of the West, straight out of Compton being one of them, and the box office success of these movies seems to grow. It didn't start recently though, if you go way back in the day and even series on Netflix you can see that the appetite for the hip-hop culture, for the big screen and the small screen alike, is vast and ever-growing. In India, Alia Bhatt and Ranveer Singh's film Gully Boy has been in the news ever since it was announced many months ago. Ranveer Singh had been meeting rappers from Mumbai to perfect his already quite solid rap skills. After prepping for quite a while, Alia revealed when the film would finally go on the floors. She put it on her Instagram, you can go and check it out. The director of the film, Zoya Akhtar, who is also a co-writer of the script, alongside Reema Gagdi, let everyone know how soon the film starts rolling. So we're looking out this year for this very exciting new release. Will Gully Boy create a catalyst for hip-hop to become mainstream in India? In which case, what will happen to all the producers, rappers and people that pen lyrics? As we know, rappers notoriously like to be known for rapping their own lyrics. So it's interesting that India, in true playback style, is taking more of a co-write or writing gig with this one. It does, however, present lots of rappers in the West the opportunity to present their lyrics for rappers or pseudo-rappers like Ranveer Singh to come forward and be an artist in his own right. It's been noted in the press that Ranveer Singh has made it very clear that he wants to do everything. In the creative space, he's really looking at getting into writing films, writing scripts, creating art, and also directing music 
and least of all uh, did we expect him to become a rapper, but it could be that that's the next trajectory on his list. So, the word's out, will producers flock to sending him the details, and what is the way to get the music to him? Well, you can contact us at Asian Music Digital, where we'll be sending a steady flow to his management of information from you guys, whether it be tracks, beats to rap on, or collaborations that could be possible in the future. Recently, in Christmas, we had another collaboration with Snoop Dogg, not his first, with again Manj Music. So this East Meets West thing surely gives us some insight as to what could happen in 2018 and hip-hop and India. Okay, that's all for now. We'll keep you updated with that. For more information, do go to Hip Hop India on Instagram. Follow us, Asian Music Digital, on Instagram. And stay tuned by clicking the star favorite button on the Anchor FM app. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I'd really, really like it if you were able to give us some thumbs up and some ratings because it helps other people find this that might be useful. Stay tuned because I'll be giving you some more data-driven content about the world of Asian Music Digital that you might find useful if you're trying to make it as a signed or unsigned artist. Information also will be coming up about management as we need to see more management uh, in the world of India in particular. Pakistan is in a situation where it's creating its own PRO as India moves in light with its new IPRS setup. As the copyright amendment law of 2012 in India was changed in around May time and 300 plus artists led by the mighty Javed Akhtar moved forward to help change the copyright law with publishers like Asian Music Publishing at the helm, we are now looking at Pakistan following suit. Could this be the start of Asia's rise in the music space beyond China and Korea and Japan? Well, stay tuned and we'll find out more after this. Good day, Asian Music Digital. Another news story here on January the 5th, 2018. I'm Terry Mardi. Only a few days ago, we announced that Wixon Music Publishing were taking Spotify to the cleaners, or suing them, in other words, for $1.6 billion. In that same week, Spotify's chief chief content officer, Stefan Blom, he's not that cheap, because he was paid an extortionate sum of money for leading the company as the chief strategy officer since 2014. He was overseeing the platform's operations, markets, and corporate development activities around the world. So why is he leaving? He stepped up uh, to Chief Officer after signing the company in 2014 in 2015, succeeding Ken Parks. Now, news of Blom's exit comes a month after learning that Kevin Brown, the most senior industry-facing exec at Spotify outside the US, was also leaving the company. Prior to joining Spotify, Blom worked in various senior positions at EMI. In fact, he was the CEO and chairman of the group's Nordic operations, so a real veteran in the music space. New York-based now, Blom's departure from Spotify was communicated via an internal note just today. The the company stated, We're we're grateful for Stefan's contributions to the company over the years and we wish him the very best. A very generic message there. But what's it hiding? The comment also goes on to say, Looking ahead, the content team is well positioned to execute on our strategy. A strategy that Blom created. Spotify announced yesterday that it surpassed 70 million paying subscribers. Up 10 million just from four days ago. So that's a new announcement. The company is being sued, as I said earlier, 
And Wix Music Publishing have outlined that Spotify generate about three billion a year in revenue and pays loads of their execs outrageous sums of money in millions per month for extra luxurious offices in more than one city around the world. All that Wixen want is for them to pay reasonably uh, compensate their clients for sharing a minuscule amount of the revenue that they take with the creators of the product that they sell. Who knows what the lawsuit will end up being, perhaps a settlement out of court might be in order with this 1.6 billion lawsuit and num senior members of the team leaving, something seems fishy to me. Could this be a sign that the stability that Spotify presents in the streaming world just at a time where the music industry is looking up and in the same week that Tidal uh, announces an, another really interesting information which will be in our next story. So stay tuned for that. I'm Asian Music Digital host Terry Mardi and you're listening to us on Anchor FM as well as iTunes. Please do like, like us on both those platforms if you can. I know it's um, daily news and you could probably just go past this without saying a big thanks, but you know what? The little stars and the clicks and the ratings really do help. And if you can leave a comment, even better. And don't forget, share this with the music community. This is for you, something we do, take out of our time just so we can share and bring people together that want to learn. Thanks for listening. I appreciate all your applause. I just realized we have, we've exceeded 3.6K, 3.500 claps. So thank you so much. Okay, next story. Tidal, what have you been up to? Can you trust everything that rapper and mogul Jay-Z says? Well, according to Norway's Business Today newspaper, apparently not. This is Asian Music Digital. I'm your host, Terry Mardi. Today is the 5th of January, 2018. So what's this all about? Jay-Z's lying, is he? Well, let's check the facts out. His music streaming service, Tidal, is apparently facing money and growth woes. According to Business Today, uh, I think in Norway they call it Dagens Næringsliv. I hope I've said that right. Probably not. I'm sorry for all my Norwegian listeners. After reportedly losing roughly 44 million US dollars before taxes in 2016, Tidal apparently is left with just enough cash to last six months. But that doesn't make any sense because they're still running, because Sprint bought a 33% uh, percent stake in uh, Tidal just in January. The $200 million US, which included a reported $75 million fund transfer for exclusive content, should, give, should have given Tidal sufficient working capital for the next 12 to 18 months. Well, that news came from Jay-Z's business partner and the CEO of Rock Nation Sports, Juan Perez, according to Business Today in Norway. Here's what he says. We've experienced negative stories about Tidal since its inception and we've done nothing but grow business each year. That's what the spokespeople say. And that's what they say to the press. But what do we believe? Jay-Z's tweets? The press? American press? The US press? Or tech geeks? Well, let's look further into it. The statement that was just made uh, seems a bit like, like a bit of a stab. Apparently Jay-Z's been giving us updates on Twitter. If you follow him on there, you know he's pretty active on there. And he was reported to give, in September 2015, a tweet saying that Tidal had just hit 1 million members. 
But then the newspaper disclaimed that and told everybody that actually, according to the record label reports, that figure is probably close to 350,000. Okay, so that's just one little white lie. Well, six months later, Jay-Z tweeted again and said that it reached the 3 million member mark. But according again to the newspaper, the number is closer to 850, not even a cool million. So, Tidal then internally circulated a figure of 1.2 million subscribers. So where did that tweet about 3 million subscribers go? Well, since then, Jay-Z and the company have been really quiet about their user numbers. But let's say that they did have 1.2 million. Compared to Spotify, who are now reported at 70 million users, that's tiny. Apple Music, as of September last year, were at 30 million, probably closer to 40 to 45 now. So having 1.2 million subscribers does send the quakes in the boots of the people that are on Tidal. The thing is, it's not all bad news because what they pay out to writers is much more. In fact, 10 times or maybe even more. So it could balance out that they may not need, you know, 30, 60 or 70 million. Maybe all they need is three to five million. And the way the company is talking, it's saying that they will be profitable by mid 2018. So is less more? Is charging a premium and paying artists better? We'll get to find out throughout this year. Well, that's all from me right now on this story. If you found it interesting, please do give me a like, please do share this, please do retweet it if you're catching on Twitter. If you're on iTunes, please comment and give me some good ratings if you can. It really does encourage me to want to do more. And thank you to everyone that's given me an applause or called in on um, the Anchor FM app, which, by the way, you can download for free on Google Play, on Android, or the Apple App Store if you're on iOS. Thanks so much. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. I do do these uh, impromptu on the Anchor FM app, so please forgive my mistakes. It's sort of a, an amateur professional show, but it's something that I'm enthusiastic about doing. And don't forget, you can follow AG Music Digital on Instagram and on Facebook, as well as you can catch me uh, on Terry Mardi on all social media groups, T-E-R-R-Y, sorry, it's tiring, T-E-R-R-Y-M-A-R-D-I. Your tired Terry Mardi is now about to uh, go and resign for bed, and I will catch you all tomorrow for more news. Thanks for listening to AG Music Digital, and don't be a bloody stupid. Let's check Jay-Z's Twitter quick. <laughs> this is Terry Mardi from Asian Music Digital. This has nothing at all to do with music business news. The time's 1am. It's pitch black outside in my London apartment but you can hear birds singing I'm walking over to where the action is I'm not sure if you can hear it in the background in the trees seem to be hundreds of nightingales I guess it is music related.
princess to be one of the most beautiful sounds I've ever heard. I'm not sure if you can hear this. In the tree directly above me, in this urban city setting, I can see nightingales barely at the top of the tree and several other trees where I live. One of the reasons why I live here is because of the birds, but never before have I heard these nightingales. Oh, wow. I feel like David Attenborough. I feel like a desi David Attenborough. This is stunning. I heard it from inside. It had to come out. I also happen to be freezing cold because it's probably only about four to five degrees, four to five degrees Celsius. There is a stillness in the air. There's hardly any breeze. All the surrounding apartment lights are off, apart from a couple. I can't stand out here anymore, it's freezing cold, I'm not wearing very much and I'll probably die of pneumonia, but I'll die happy. Anyway, this has been Terry Mardi from Asian Music Digital. I just wanted to share that with you, I have no idea if you can hear it, but there you are. The most inspiring bird song I've ever heard. Message in and let me know what inspires you. I'll be back tomorrow with more business news and maybe some more wondrous sounds. Wow, I think I'm going to get my coat and come back out later and record it.